Hello there, and welcome to a very special Here's Johnny's Reviews. And for this one, over the next several weeks, I shall be putting out my failed second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. As I and my co-host spent a good amount of time on these podcasts, so I thought, why not slap it on this podcast and see what happens. Now, remember, these were recorded several months ago. So and none of the links for the Shocky Horror work. So please don't try to look up on the internet. However, the other links should work. Anyway, enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, the movie review podcast show that is a fortnightly one that looks like, that looks like, that, sorry, that looks at movies from B to Z. I'm your host, Johnny T, and no movie is safe from me. Alongside me is my co-host and cohort, Eric, from Hey Internet, Eric here, and his podcast, Two Bearded Losers. I am happy to be here, sir. Even yep. though we're discussing a, a let's just say I'll, I'll I'll save that for the for the for the for the interview. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. Yes, uh, boy, do we have a stinker for you today? Ed Wood's disaster piece, Plan Nine from Outer Space. The joy in my voice is ecstatic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's that was the problem within the cause for my little stutter earlier. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this movie is just a complete bomb site and not in a good a bomb site i mean not even a good way it's just terrible i mean this thing is often called the best worst movie ever nowhere near it this movie just drags <laughs> i think it, i i watched it on youtube because there's no way i was going to pay for this so but it clocked in on my my link at an hour and 18 minutes and honestly it felt like at least 90 minutes or longer yeah, yeah. For this podcast review, it took me four times to get through this thing. I just couldn't do it in one sitting. It was twenty-minute chunks at a time. <laughs> this was just torturous. It took me three days to do this. <laughs> I just couldn't do this. I mean, well, I, I I sat and I watched it from beginning to end in one sitting. Um, but I will say this: the best part is the movie was broken up uh by ads in the middle of it. So you know that was those were my saving graces. Yes, yes. Well, I watched it on DVD, and sweet mother of bejesus, the quality of the audio on that DVD was horrendous. But anyway, I'm going to introduce a little new section called Fear Fortnite, which is the movies we have watched between podcasts. After all, it's been a fortnight. So, what have you been watching? Well, if, I, if I'm going to start, I'll just say yes. today I just watched the uh, brand new Hellboy movie. Um, I honestly don't get what all the nerds were bitching about it, i had a lot of fun i mean it's nothing fantastic but it's it's a it's a hellboy movie what the fuck do you expect it's yeah. it's him destroying a bunch of demons i turned my brain off for 90 minutes and had a lot of fun yeah. um yeah. and other than that i was binge watching the critter series one two three and four two and i'm using air quotes here prepare myself to watch the brand new one, uh, Critters Attack, which came out just this year as well. 
Um, okay, then. Oof. I'm a huge, huge Critters fan. I even like part four that everyone shits on. Um, that's that's in space, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one where they're in space. Yeah, I actually like that one. It was it's ridiculous fun, but yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I don't know if this is not a reboot or not, because Dee Wallace does return, but for some reason she's a bounty hunter, and there's no mention of the previous film. So I'm going to assume it's just like a soft reboot. Mm, good. Uh, we're following a group of kids. You know, one's a college student and the rest are the kids she's babysitting. Um, it was filmed probably with a budget of $50 and it shows. Because mm. um, I think it was like a sci-fi movie original, kind of like what they did with the new Leprechaun film. Oh, God. Which I actually watched a few months back and that thing is terrible. And not in a good yeah. way. It's just terrible. But see, the thing about that one, I had fun with Leprechaun Returns. I didn't really have fun at all with this Critters movie. It was, it showed its budget. The the characters I didn't like at all. D. Wallace returning. Uh, she's in the movie maybe five minutes. Uh, and yeah, it's the, the gore is pretty good. The action when the Critters are finally attacking the townspeople is pretty good. But everything in between, it's garbage. There's a, there's a good Critter. Oh, that's trying to stop the bad critters. And, of course, the good critter is female, trying to stop all the males from taking over the world. And, yeah, it's, God, it's so something. Got feminist power crammed into a critter's movie then. Oh, joy. That's the first thing I thought of when I was going to talk to, talk to you about it. It's, it's, oh, it's feminist critters. Oh, dear. Well, for me, uh, I watched the new Pet Cemetery, and I was bored out of my mind. This thing is just... A pathetic, lame excuse for a movie. It's a wannabe 1989 uh, ripoff, basically. It's fucking terrible. I hated everything about that bloody movie. I uh, mean, even my even my partner thought this thing was bad, and that's saying something he usually doesn't shit on movies, but he said this thing was terrible. So, <laughs> what can you say about that one? I mean... Uh. Well, that's disappointing because I, I actually really enjoyed it overall. But, you know, that's just me. I really enjoyed the Ellie character when she came back from the dead. And I thought at least these parents in this one had better chemistry than the original one. But it it, it lacked a lot of I wanted more John Lithgow. I wanted more backstory and this and that. And yeah, it would have been a better movie if they kept in the deleted scenes. You know, when I bought the Blu-ray and watched them like, why did they take this out? Why did they take that out? It would have made it so much better. Yeah, I watched the deleted ending, or sorry, alternative ending on YouTube, and it's slightly more creepier, but not much more. I think I just, they should have went with that. Yeah, I just wasn't impressed by this movie at all. Nothing was scary. I was bored, and it was just repetitive, and you see every single scare coming. I just was not impressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the little girl actress. I didn't really? like... No, no. I didn't like the cat. I didn't like the, um, what's his name? Uh, the father. What the hell was his name? Uh, uh, Lewis. Yeah, but the, the actor. I didn't like him. Oh, I didn't uh, like Jason him. Clark. Yeah, he's a terrible actor. He has no emotion in his face. He's just stone face. I didn't like <laughs> it at all. The only thing I, I liked was the little boy. He actually acted. I mean, <laughs> I was stunned. He's about what? <laughs> he's about three, I believe. You know, so. Yeah, he was three. Yeah, yeah. And last night, as a complete contrast, we watched Man's Best Friend from 1993, which I haven't uh-huh. saw in a good 20 years. And my mm-hmm. God, that is a blast for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yep. That was the beginning of Lance Henriksen, I'll do anything for a buck. 
mm-hmm. career. Yeah, yeah. I actually was watching it and I looked up the screen and go, oh my god, it's Lance Hendrickson. Of course mm-hmm. it's Lance Hendrickson. Why wouldn't it be Lance Hendrickson? Yep. Post Pumpkinhead, but pre like the Mangler 2 or whatever one he's in. Oh god, yeah, yeah. He's... I mean, actually, I had fun with that because it's ridiculous. I mean, the kills yes. in that are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bit where it swallows the, the cat hole, I was laughing at that because it's supposed to be serious. And yeah. the bit where he attacks the the um, junkyard um, mm-hmm. scrapyard guy and rips his balls off was hilarious. <laughs> the, the, the slow motion chase where he's chasing the mailman and bites him on the leg as he's climbing over the fence. Yeah, Uh-oh. it was just howling at it. it was just so bad but it's so good at the same time and this is what the pit cemetery remake needed to have an injection of humor to me i thought it was too dry it was just there was no fun in it to be had you know oh, at least you had man's best friend to wash that taste out of your mouth then yeah true true and also i was calling bullshit in pit cemetery how could a little eight-year-old girl drag a fully grown woman by the ankle all the yeah. way to the, the graveyard i'm like no, I'm sorry. Not even if she was a demon in that body. Would she have the strength to drag this fully grown woman across uh, rough ground to the fucking cemetery and then bury her? No, 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 no. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the suspense of disbelief, you know, because in the original one, how the fuck did two-year-old Gage get his mom to, you know, all the way up in the attic to have her do that jump scare for Lewis, you know? Yeah, uh, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, although I'm covering that one on my own podcast in September, so I'll be joyful. Um, yeah. I haven't seen I'm, Pit I'm, Cemetery. I'm excited for that one. I haven't seen Pit Cemetery in about at least seven years, so it's be fun. Well, not to make you look any less of me or think any less of me than you already do, I, Pet <laughs> Cemetery is my favorite horror movie of all time. So, mm-hmm. and you're going to do Pit Cemetery too for my sins, so I'll be joyful. I haven't seen that since 94, and I remember it being a weird, off-the-wall movie with yeah, um, Ed Furlong. Is Ed Furlong? Yeah. Yeah, Edward Furlong, is, he's the he's the, the lead teenager. Yeah, who's in love with his mother for some strange reason. I'm like, okay then. I can't wait, because, you know, Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery 2, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The sequel does a complete campy goofy 180 mm, yeah 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 anyway go, going away from good movies or <clears throat> social movies to an absolute <laughs> piece of trash plaid knife from outer space shot at 1956 i've my answer voice on <clears throat> 1956 under the name grave robbers from outer space it took three years to find someone to release this on whatever the hell it was. <clears throat> Even though I read it was attached to Sir, Sir Sean Connery's earliest movie, The Time Lock, which was in a drive-in double feature back in 1957. So why is it said it's 59? I don't get that. Yeah, I was confused because I, I was finding different copies um, on YouTube and there was a couple that said 56 and the one I watched said 59. Mm. So, But then mm. again, it was YouTube. I just figured whoever, whoever uploaded it just fucked up the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I do love the fact this is brought to you by a Baptist church. I just love that one. They coughed up the $60,000 to make this movie, uh, and indeed they forced cast members to become baptised on set. <laughs> I remember that. I, yeah. <clears throat> I, With me, I watched uh, Ed Wood before I watched this, so I didn't know that that was actually real, because, you know, Tim Burton likes to take his liberties with everything, so... 
Yeah, yeah. I was stunned when I'd done some research on this thing. And, of course, this is Bill Lugosi's final movie. As I believe he died, what was it? There's something like 25 minutes of actual footage of him left, and the rest of it was all bowled around to him. He died on set, I believe. So. Yeah, when you can tell, when you can tell, it's actually Bela. It's what five minutes total? About that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like there's repeated stuff when he's wandering the cemetery with the mm-hmm. Grackler cape on. But I'll get back to that. Anyway, the cast: Bela Lugosi, Gregory Walcott, a vampire, Tor Johnson, Lyle Talbert, and Criswell, written by Ed Wood. The plot: Evil aliens come down to Earth to in Act Plan 9, which involves bringing the dead back to life to kill the living. It's down to an elder detective to stop them, but can he or is the world going to be doomed for zombies? The budget, $60,000, and this thing made unknown. <laughs> That's always a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the budget is because it was spread out on it as, as public domain, I believe. Because I know the DVD I've got is public domain DVD, along with... Um, Late Love of Dead, the original Little Shop of Horrors, and Last Man on Earth. So, wow. Anyway, let's dive into this fucking turkey, shall we? First up, who? Yeah, who in the hell is this Criswell character? Thank you. I'll tell you. The first thing on my notes is who the fuck is Criswell? Hmm. I think he was just one of those sham uh, fortune tellers that was on either on radio or television back in the fifties. Yeah, what, um, what, what little information I could find on him is he was a famed TV psychic, but he was a shyster, and he was one of Edward's clique. Uh, so he milked Edward for all the money he was worth, about 10 pence anyway. <laughs> and that's all I know, but, but what else was he famous for, apart from being a bullshit artist? I mean... I never heard of him before this, before finding out about this movie, you know, from, from the Tim Burton movie, and I've heard nothing of him since. Mm. His claim to fame was he claims he saw humans on Mars as early as 1977. Okay, then, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I love the fact that he actually says the title of the movie, Grave Robbers from Outer Space, but that was changed to Planet from Outer Space because the church thought it was blasphemous to have grave robbers. Really? You're going to... <laughs> That's the problem you have with this, <laughs> the title. Yeah. Yeah, see, speaking of, you know, what he says, I knew we were, I knew I was in trouble when uh, I wrote down one of his actual lines that he says, he says, future events such as these will affect us in the future. For we are living there right now. It's like, oh, fuck off for that shit, you piece of shit. Oh, and that was what, maybe a minute into the movie, so I, I knew everything was going to go downhill. Yeah, which version did you watch? Did you watch the colorized or black and white version? I watched the uh, I watched the black and white. I tried watching the coloured version on YouTube, and it's a piss poor job. It was killing my eyes, so I had to go back to the black and white version and a really fuzzy version of that. And I said, "What the fuck?" So yeah, top tip: do not watch the coloured version. <laughs> um, it's so bad. I mean, it's like what the f- the colours are well off. It's like they're all deep purples and deep yellows and deep greens. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, no effort must have been put in at all. No, much like the making of the bloody movie itself, no effort at all. And I love the fact it says guest starring Bill Lugosi. Yeah, it's splattered everywhere. This is Bill Lugosi's last movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they had they had to they had to market it somehow. So mm. they 
and Bela's dead, so you know he can't defend himself. So might as well just say it's it's you know his last movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, the whole movie is based around the footage. As I said earlier, about 20 minutes of footage Edward filmed of Bela Lugosi before he died in August 57, I believe, mm-hmm. um, of Unavoidable, I think it was. So, Kieran, so he took an entire, I'm guessing, two rooms of film strip and made a film out of it. <laughs> two yeah. films out of it, actually. I believe he used it for, also for, um, what was that called? The, the Dracula's Bride or something like that, or the Bride of the Beast or something like that. I, honestly, I have no idea other than Plan 9. I don't really know anything about um, Edward. I think he made a, a movie called Glenn or Glenda. Yeah, Glenn or Glenda. Yeah, but it plays a transvestite. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a transvestite, yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, I, what I do love about this movie is the gravediggers. They just stand at the gravesite waiting for the old guy to bugger off with his wife getting buried. I just love that. They're just sitting there going, la da dee la da dum could you fuck off so I can do my job? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. Whether it was intentional or not, that the humour of that scene did get me laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is quite fun at the beginning. I would say the first mm-hmm. 10 right. minutes, it's fun. Yeah, but after it, 10 it minutes, really is. Anyway, moving on. The other thing I found which had me on stitches actually was the um, cockpit of the the aeroplane with the pla- the sheet and the cardboard steering wheels. And then you just had like the cloth curtains separating mm-hmm. the stewardess from the, from the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, yeah, yeah. Another thing I found hilarious was the UFOs that were uh, plastic UFO kits painted silver. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I will give Ed props because I, I knew they were going to be shitty looking UFOs, but I, I even zoomed in with my television. I didn't see any strings, so he's got to get points for that. I was expecting, you know, the whole, you know, uh, I was expecting like you know paper plates you know, on a string, but mm. gotta give them props. Didn't see any strings, so yeah. there's there's one good thing I, I said about the movie. Yeah, because according to Ed Wood, they are pizza trays and hubcaps and paper plates strapped silver, which is bullshit. That was actually a model UFO thing. So to that one. Oh, that's another thing I loved about this one. The Grisbles guy says at the very start it was sunset. The why does one of the pilots say it was 3:45 a.m. A.K.A. sunrise? What? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know tell the difference between the time for fucks? <laughs> Idiots. I mean, and, and the thing is, um, I personally I enjoy like a good noir movie, like you know where you hear the narrator and this and that, like you know Sin City or any type of old timey uh, detective movie. The mm. problem with this is though. It was Criswell narrating, and I'm like, I have an hour and 18 minutes of this crap. And yeah. Why am I watching this sober? Yeah, especially when it goes, the old man stood at his wife's grave for she was just lonely dead. What the fuck oh, was that all about? I mean, the voice he used was fucking ridiculous. The old and, man. And, and poor, poor, poor Bela. You know, he's he, he. They're promoting it as his last film. They don't even give his character a fucking name. He's just the old man, and then. When he's resurrected and he's walking around, he's just called the dead old man. That's yeah, it. Like, no, he's called the ghoul, isn't it? Actually, it, it depends well, on which which version. Because apparently they call him the ghoul in one scene, so he's called the ghoul. But it's like, what? I don't know. I mean, like I said, Chris Wolf's voice was ridiculous. The old man walked out of his house and picked a flower his wife 
planted blah 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 then he gets it by a car come on to fuck yeah. <laughs> you get one by a car crap God I know I I, I I I that was a a total what the fuck moment he was just and then they just cut right to the funeral and no nothing I'm just like mm. wow way to uh way to you know be proud of Bela's legacy that he's killed by a car off screen that's mm. it yeah and they bury him in a fucking cardboard crypt what the fuck was that all about <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't oh, like... yeah. that, 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 that graveyard is definitely going to be something we're going to talk about. Oh, good God, yes. That's getting talked in great detail. And the wife, speaking of the wife, a vampire who got paid 200 bucks to be in this piece of garbage, who refused to speak the lines written because the script was horrendous, allegedly. So she'd done it all silent. <laughs> you know, 200, 200 bucks just to, you know, back in 50, I guess you said 56 when this was filmed. Yeah, 200 bucks just to walk around with her, her arms outstretched. Nothing to bitch about. Come on. No, no. Apparently, she was on the bus from her house to the set in full makeup. Could you imagine sitting next to Vampire? Oh, my God. Oh, God, that would have been fantastic, you know, especially back in the 50s. I mean, nowadays it's mm. common, but back in the 50s, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I found out about Vampira, legend has it, she sued Elvira multiple times for copyright infringement, and indeed she lost at least eight cases. She tried to sue for at least eight million dollars, but it was from the court constantly because Vampira stole the idea from Vampira from a 1925 actress. So, fuck you. And also... Elvira's lawyers says Elvira is based off of Morticia Adams, who was mm-hmm. first designed in the 40s, I believe, the late 40s, in a cartoon form. Yeah, she the, the Adams family was an was an old timey uh, comic strip. Yeah, 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 an old comic strip cartoon. So yep. fuck you, vampire, you bloody bitch. I mean, take your your boohoo grievances out on the company that fired you, CBS or ABC, but network it was that fired you to be replaced by. Elvira, you fucking bitch. Don't take it in Elvira. I mean, dear, oh dear. And the thing the thing is, who who really knows who uh, Vampira is other than people <laughs> like me and you that are stuck watching Plan 9 from Outer Space? Everyone knows who Elvira is, even people yeah. who don't watch horror. Yeah, I mean, I actually tried watching one of her TV shows, uh, The Vampira Show, and it's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. She has no charisma at all. She just yeah. sits there and goes... This, darling, is my cocktail. This is a cocktail full of ghouls. I have bread masher and eyeballs in this thing. And that's all she goes through, and it's completely straight. There's no oomph to it. There's no sex. There's no allure. There's nothing. And at the end of it, she goes, unpleasant dreams, darlings. None of it. I mean, Elvira has the unpleasant dreams, darlings. You know, mm-hmm. she has the whole camp thing, but this woman has none of it. Yeah, she did cheat to sue Elvira up to 18 times. Piss off that one, love. I mean, but yeah. I'll, I I'll stick with I'll stick with Elvira, and not just because not just because of uh, of her tits. I'll, I'll, she's got the charisma, you know. She she runs with it. She's campy. She knows where she is. She she's not taking it seriously. She's fun. So I'll I'll stick with her over Vampira. That's for sure. Yes, and Elvira has class. She actually mm-hmm. paid for Vampira's tombstone, I believe. So good on uh, Cassandra Pearson there. Anyway, back to this movie. I love the fact that Bella Lugosi is buried in a crypt that the wife has just shoved in any old hole in the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> Something to do with the fact he's he's ancient traditions. 
Okay, does that include wearing the, the full vamp, the full Dracula outfit? <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're they're definitely they're definitely banking on on Bela being Dracula for this whole film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a bit in bad taste because he was trying to get away from the whole Dracula thing, yet Edward puts him in the cape and the the cape and outfit and does the whole vampire stuff. It's like yeah, really, there's even yeah, there's even a scene when it is when it is Bela, and like he does the whole opening up the cape with the two arms and everything, so he couldn't escape from it no matter what. No, no. I mean, allegedly he's actually buried in that outfit. So yeah, I, I've I've heard creepy. that too. Yeah, I mean that was the same cape he wore when he was he was touring Britain in the fifties, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So as Dracula, so. Ah uh, yes, the cardboard headstones and the cardboard crypts. Oh dear God. What a fucking shit show that was. That actually kicked down the what were they by the way, right, before I get into this thing, how big were the headstones? Were they about two feet? <laughs> I think they maybe went to the actor's knees, if that. Yeah. They were teeny. It's like what the fuck is that? I mean, and the best part about you know this is there's a scene where I'm assuming it's either it's either a laser or it's one of the flying saucers and it causes uh, an earthquake, or whatever, and everyone falls down. One of the police detectives actually knocks down one of the crucifix tombstones. You could see it in the background. <laughs> yes, I love the fact how the floor of the of the graveyard is a silk sheet, <laughs> and the background the backdrops are a sheet. Yeah. And they've got all this smoke pouring into the studio. I just love that. This is just fucking terrible. I mean, and the crypt, the crypt must be about what about five feet tall by about mm-hmm. five feet across. Yeah. It's teeny. <laughs> Yeah, because you can see you can see the, the the male actors ducking their heads when they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and God, oh my God, and the the grieving. What was she supposed to be? The the, the niece of, of Bella. Oh my God, I think so. He's dead in the crypt. Which way he wanted it? Fuck off, love. You're a terrible. Get to fuck off the set. You're a terrible actor. And speaking of terrible actors, Tor Johnson as Inspector Clay. Oh, sweet mother. Yeah. Uh, for, for for an actor, he was a very good wrestler. I'll say that. Oh, gotcha. I actually tried to find any footage of him, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't even find any of the news clippings. So was he actually a real wrestler? <laughs> I Yeah, I, I went on his Wikipedia page, and it did say he was a professional wrestler. But, you know, if this came out in, what, 56, 59, whatever, uh-huh. his heyday was probably in the 30s. So who knows what footage is out there of him? Yeah, true, true. And he wasn't he wasn't really a big, big name either. He wasn't like Gorgeous George or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, although it is, yeah. Um, although, apparently his son got the cop cars and got the cop outfits. That's why they look so realistic, because they're real cop outfits and a real cop car. <laughs> mm. Well, at least they got something. At least they did something right. Yeah, it says here he was a Swedish... His uh, wrestling name was called Swedish Angel. He was six feet three, 350 pounds, and was a completely bald baby face. A bald baby face? Really? <laughs> I mean, does that scream monster heel to you? It it, it does it, but it did. Was he now? See, because he was played by George Animal Steel and mm-hmm. Ed Wood, and yeah. George was you know this big bald hairy baby face too for a while. But he played a simpleton. I mean, yeah. maybe that's what they ran with with uh with Tor. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Although Tor's acting is uh, <clears throat> shall we just leave it there? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think I think his, his his best acting was when he was with the zombie. Even or when he was a zombie, even though he couldn't even you know outstretch his arms like Vampira did. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I go and get flashlight from the police car. I be all right in the dark. What the fuck was that? I mean, yeah. I get the fact that Edward was cheap and skimpy and had hardly any money and film was expensive in the 50s, but could it not have at least in a second tape? A second take, rather. I said... <laughs> yeah, when, when, he, when he's not too concerned about, you know, tombstones falling over, I don't really think he gives a shit about, you know, line delivery. Yeah, true, true, true. And back to Bella, the stand-in, who looks nothing like Bella Lugosi. What the fuck was that? I think you, what am I, what am I, um, I mean, half of his face is covered, but still, I wrote in my notes, Lugosi's stand-in has to be at least 30 years younger, because mm-hmm. Lugosi was, what, in his 70s when he was dying, or when he died, something like that, uh, and his brow, 68. okay, he was close to saying, but his brow yeah. was fairly wrinkled, Yeah. And when, you look at this, when you look at the stand-in, you know, he's, there's not a wrinkle anywhere found on his forehead or nothing, and you can tell there was just powder thrown in his hair to look gray. Yeah, that annoys me. Bella Gossi has a very distinct Waddle's Peak, and he has a very distinct salt and pepper haircut. This guy has mm-hmm. none of it. Could you put a wig on him at least, for fuck's sake? I mean, I know. apparently he was Edward's wife's chiropractor. So, hmm. How very random. What is his name? So I've got his name here somewhere. Is it Tom Mason? His name is so. Yay. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just love that he was a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's terrible. Uh, what else can we do? Oh, the pilots. Oh, God. Jeff, the hero, played by Gregory Wallacott, who apparently went on to star in seven Scottish Woods movies. Uh, and he's the sheriff in House 2. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, really? I was stunned. I'd done some research and I was like, what the hell? He's the sheriff, so he's the, the you know, martial like, sheriff. They always say you got to start somewhere. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was uh, completely pissed off at a script and refused to actually say the words. <laughs> I mean, Edward had to pretty much force him to do the script, it's like for fuck's sake. And then his wife, Paula, played by what the hell was her name, Mana McKinnon. She never wrote again, unsurprisingly. These two have <laughs> no chemistry and can act for fucking shit. I mean, exactly. yes, yes, this. Uh, what's his name Gregory guy was forced to do the script but she has nothing she's a fucking blank slate it's like I mean she, but, but he goes away uh, she is that make sure you shut the lock the doors lock the windows and leave the porch lights on yeah I'll do that sweetie uh, really love oh dear oh dear it, it, you know what the thing is though it, it's because I'm going to bring up something you know the dialogue is cringy but a lot of times I can just laugh at it though because it's so fucking stupid you know not counting Criswell because he like I said his, his dialogue just fucking sucks yeah, one of my I, favorite lines of dialogue was after uh, Tor Johnson's character is killed and <laughs> they, the, the, they come up to his body you know two, uh, two deputies and I think the chief or whatever and they look at him and uh, I can't think of Tor's character so I'm just going to call him Officer Tor uh, they said the, the, the chief said Officer Tor is dead murdered and somebody responsible. And he put so much emphasis into that line delivery. So you kind of want to be like, okay, he tried his best. But right after that, he takes his revolver and he scratches his chin with it. Yeah, I was going to bring it one up. What the f- Apparently that was a real gun. And he's oh 
what the fuck? He's pointing at the actors and pointing over the bloody place. What the fuck was that? And apparently he holds it the wrong way twice. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, you can tell he, he's never held a gun before because, like I said, he, he's scratching his chin with it. Um, there's yeah. another scene where they're inspecting a crypt, and, you know, he puts his his knee up, like he's, you know, so he can get a better look. And his arm with the gun is just loosely pointed down like it's nothing. You know, like it really is just a, a useless prop. Yeah, it's a real gun. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, speaking of Tor, Tor's killed off screen. What the fuck was that? They couldn't afford to to have him killed on screen. What the hell was that? You've got you've got a big star because he, apparently he was in at least four of Edward's movies unspeaking roles because he was usually got a mute or dumb. This one he had mm-hmm. to add lines, and you can see why he was kept dumb. Because <laughs> you can see ugh. exactly you see exactly why his, his he was a mute in all the movies. But they kill him off screen. What the? F- How did they kill him? By the way, it was it the UFO? Who knows? Everyone was killed off screen. The grave robbers. All they did was look at Vampira, and you, it fades to black, and they scream. Although that outfit was was shocking, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and speaking of of what the hell was his name? Tor Tors. What Tor the fuck's that? Johnson. No, no, no. What was the cat? Inspector Clay. That's his name. Yeah, Inspector yeah, Clay. I didn't even remember. I've got it written down somewhere. Yes, Inspector Clay. Yeah, his boss, Lieutenant Harper, played by Duke Moore, has to be one of the worst actors in this. And that's saying something. He has fucking line delivery was horrendous. What mm-hmm. in the fuck was that? He goes, is he dead? Yeah, he must be dead. Oh, for, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going, what the fuck is this? <sighs> crying out loud are you sure he's dead well he's walking around but I thought we'd bury him so I'm guessing he's a zombie you fucking idiot (laughs) and was this the first ever zombie movie or one of the first zombie movies um well them coming back from the dead maybe because you know Lugosi was in white zombie but that was like the the voodoo zombie not like the returning from the dead zombie so I have no idea honestly yeah, I mean, White Zombie was what 1933, but again, yeah, that's mind control, wasn't it? So yeah, but so this bit, um, what the hell was his name? George Romero by a good what five years then? Yeah, well, yeah, because well, Romero, uh, Night of the Living Dead, that came out in '68, so oh, '68, God, it's a good what 10, 12 years then? Christ, mm-hmm. I thought it was like '64 or something like that. Crying out loud, yeah. I can't count for shit, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love the drunks doing double takes when they see UFOs flying around Hollywood. I was howling at that. The guy comes yeah. out of the strip joint and he goes, "What the hell?" He throws his drink at me. <laughs> yes, I, I have that. I have that written down because it's a, it's a great um, what do you call it? Uh, montage of just the flying saucers attacking and this and that. And I wrote down, I love how how during the invasions, you know, they go from the the flying saucers we saw in the beginning, just the simple saucer on a string thing but then you can you can tell how <laughs> ed probably didn't have any budget here because he had the saucers flying so fast through this sequence they looked black for some reason and they were shaking back and forth that you can tell they were just being thrown with a string and oh, i yeah yeah and they're I, on the, the best wire. part of that whole uh the best part of that whole sequence is the comedy did work because i did like when the drunk came out and put down his drink, like he's like, oh, I had too much, no more. <laughs> yeah, that was something. Else. Although I love the fact how 
I guess the UFOs to buzz past the what was it, NBC, ABC, and CBS buildings as if they're going to pay him because he had footage of them. Fuck off for that one, you chancing bastards! <laughs> oh yeah, you know Ed was the perfect guerrilla filmmaker. He he shot what he needed to shot and then he took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of utterly ridiculous. Um, this was a man who did not believe in permits, basically. Oh no, he wasn't. He was arrested on on the street many many a times. A few times, actually, in drag, so there we have it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, speaking of drag, apparently, where's the... Where's my, in my notes somewhere? Da, 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 what the hell is that? Oh, yeah, I'll get to that. It's in my notes, actually. Uh, there's an actual drag queen in this, which I didn't realise until I'd done some research, but I'll get back to that one later. Uh, the World War Two footage of the shoulders the shoulders the soldiers i can't speak <laughs> um <laughs> shooting at the ufos had been stitches <laughs> I, I loved that sequence i'm not gonna i was ha- i was actually having fun with that you know it was it was a lot of this movie was dragging and i i was i was finally like something's finally fucking happening in this movie so i love that whole the army shooting at him scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, I just love the fact that he doesn't give a shit. It doesn't even match up. This, this film stock quality it doesn't even match up, you know. Oh no! <laughs> and then when, when the army's shooting at them with you know the really bad uh, uh, explosion effects, I guess we'll call them. Some mm. of those effects like hit the flying saucers dead on, but no reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a complete joke. Speaking of the 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 UFOs, I love the fact how the mothership is actually smaller than the UFOs. <laughs> Yeah. When they go back to the mothership, the, the fucking UFOs are like double the size of the mothership. Like, what the fuck? Who's got a perspective right for crying out loud? I was like, and I just, I just love. I wrote it down. I said that the aliens, when we finally meet them, they're just humans basically wearing pajamas. Mm. Yeah, I've took all that too. Yeah, the 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 male female aliens, the male being Eros, played by uh, Dudley Manlove. No comment. Sorry, Daily Manlove is that. Yeah. <laughs> No comment. And the female one is Tanya, played by Joanna Lee. She was a writer for the Waltons, apparently. And these after-school specials, which we did have in Britain, so after-school specials. Hmm. What are they? <laughs> All right, then. Uh, and he didn't work again, so nice to... But what the hell was an after-school special, by the way? Uh, an after-school special is what we... Is, is ba- they were TV movies that... <laughs> They were big in the 80s, and um, they quote-unquote warned teenagers and young kids about the the problems with drugs, alcohol, uh, premarital sex, this and that. So many, like Scott Bayo has been in a bunch, uh, Linda Blair has been in one. Um, think of a Lifetime movie with half of that budget and even half of the effort put into it. Okay, then. Okay, then. Interesting. Interesting. Although, as, as you brought it up, I love the fact how the aliens are wearing silk outfits that are Renaissance outfits. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I thought they would literally, they were just wearing pajamas. Um, yeah, I think they're Renaissance because the, the male, the head alien is wearing one for like a, some sort of crest on it. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that a Renaissance outfit for crying out loud? But yeah. Ah, dear, oh dear. Uh, no, when, you have, the, when you have a budget of $2, you got to make it work, man. Yeah, buck ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is plan nine. What were plans one to eight? <laughs> yeah, you think they would have given up by now? 
I mean, plan nine, make the whole world run by zombies. Yeah, and then what? Stop us plotting because we're destroying our own planet and destroying the other the, the, the solar system. I'll get back to that one later. How the... That's the whole reason why they're attacking Earth because we're destroying our own planet and we could destroy the other solar system. Mm-hmm. Right. We could blow up our own sun, apparently. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, got, I got something to say about that when we get to there. Yeah, I'm getting to that back. Not, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, what the hell am I now? Oh, yes. Tor's scar on his face had to be removed daily, which caused skin irritations, and he hated it. He also hated the contact lenses. Poor guy. I mean, I... Well, speaking of, speaking of Tor, I thought he, that, that that adds to that. I didn't know that. But you could tell he was not really having the best time making this movie because I wrote down the scene where he's 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 resurrected and he's coming out of, of his grave. And I'll give, again, I, I got to give props. I did like the effect where, like, his grave looked like it was breathing. Mm-hmm. So I got to give Ed props. But then when Tor is trying to climb out of the grave and you can tell because of the way I think they even they made a joke about it in the in the Burton movie is you could tell he couldn't get out of that thing yeah I think it was stuck here <laughs> yeah because you can see he, he he's trying to stand up and it's it's a nice shot you know the lights are perfect it makes him look creepy I think the fact that he he, he looks like a monster helps but the light is shown real well so when he stands up it's great but when he's when he puts his arms on the side to push himself out of the grave, you can tell he's pushing harder than he should, and then it just cuts. Because, like, I think he slumps to his right side and then just cuts. Yeah, I think it was stuck in reality. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, what's what, 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 uh, that again? One thing I don't get about this movie, the ghouls do absolutely nothing. All they do is walk messily towards the camera, and that's it. They do nothing. It's like, what is the point of bringing back Bill Lugosi, Tor Johnson, and Vampira? They do nothing, especially um, Vampira. She's killed. Is that the one to turn into Bones, or is that Bella Gosi? That's Tor. Oh, is it Tor? Right. I mean, I'm going, what the, so what happened to, to Vampira then? She just disappeared. Well, they, they do. They make a line at the end when uh, they find Tor's skeleton, and, and then they say that everyone else, every other, bleh. see, now I'm tongue-tied by this movie. Every <laughs> other ghoul. Will will end up the same way. So you just got to assume, you know, basically uh, she took her 200 bucks and ran, and she'll be a skeleton <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact how Project Blue Book is mentioned in a throwaway line, which so is Project Blue Book was a secret CIA project in the 50s until 64, I believe, where the CIA investigated UFO sightings all around America. Allegedly, it was shut in. 62 and probably 63 but apparently if you believe the ufo nuts that's still doing going on to this day and it's they have what they call the secret government so there you have it <laughs> you know bless ed wood and his bless his little heart he actually did some research mm-hmm. yeah although it was it was actually commonplace uh, the whole project blue book in the 50s it wasn't until the 60s when it was all denied and hushed up and all this stuff uh, with <laughs> Roswell and, and various other things and Area 51 which apparently was the, was uh, was until the 60s I believe so moving on and I love the fact how they have the, the Mars attacks uh, language machine thing which I had mm-hmm. I was laughing at that I was like oh my god he got up from, so that's where Tim Burton got that idea from for the yeah it has to be 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the, the, the technology the aliens have is all like electrodes and, uh, I don't know, x-ray machines and God knows what and scanners. What the fuck? That's just super technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, just, I love how, yeah, how advanced they are and that's all they got on us. Yeah, yeah, I just love that one. Yeah. You see, your stupid minds, you don't understand. It's a fucking megaphone, mate. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, 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 whole, the whole part where they go, we're aliens, we come in peace, yet they're making zombies to kill mankind. Yeah, that's peaceful. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, you know what? They came in peace because the zombies didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They just walked around. Yeah, yeah. All of them just mentally walked towards the camera slowly. And, there's only oh. once there's only one scene in this entire movie where you see a zombie does anything and uh, it's tor when he finally takes out a cop and jesus christ i had to rewind it three times because i was laughing so hard and my wife was too the the cop turns around like you know it's when tor is going to kidnap the wife because she's mm-hmm. like in the in the police car and the cop is you know what just watching the graveyard and tor is sneaking up behind him as slow as he can he turns the cop turns around looks at Tor, waits a few seconds to scream, raises his arms up in terror and still screams, and then Tor just lifts his arms up and gingerly hits him on the shoulder, and this actor takes the biggest fall from that ginger tap that I've ever seen in a movie. It's, well, it was fucking hilarious. From the research I've done, apparently that was a real slap, actually, so that's how knocked his arse. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, a 350 pounds. <laughs> so I, I love the fact how the wife faints instantly in the back of the car, but of course, because yep. it's the 50s, she goes, mm-hmm. ah, and faints. And it's like, really love you, just instantly faint. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh-huh. Oh, dear, oh dear. Uh, and back to the aliens, the head alien, played by John Breckenridge, who apparently was a, was a drag queen called Bunny in the 50s. <laughs> Apparently, his great-great-grandfather was the vice president to President Buchanan. Really? Yeah, really. So, I don't know which president is Buchanan, because I'm not up that into American politics. When was he? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I just know the name. That's mm. just kind of an interesting little twist. Yeah. Or connection, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned the fact that the, the pilot's wife faints because she's fucking useless because of course she's useless and also mm. she a bit of a bloody nag also it's like oh I want to have my drink outside give me a drink and oh I'll watch some TV it's like what the why are they watching was it radio outside what the hell is all about in the 50s I mean I think that was just I think that was just Ed you know trying to put make this movie longer than you know it needed to be you know what do we call it padding Mm, yeah, padding. padding. What else do we have here? Oh yeah, the aliens can understand humans and vice versa, yet they don't have the the special machine that the the US Army has. How does that one work? <laughs> oh, you mean like the the little tape recorder? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was where did I? I think I wrote it down. Uh, I might not have, but that scene. Oh, right here. <laughs> Um, when the aliens reveal their plan to the Pentagon, that was perhaps the most boring scene in this entire mo- movie. It was probably five minutes long of nothing. Mm. It yes. was it was excruciating. Um, we're just listening to a tape recorder. It, it might have well fucking would have should have been Criswell explaining the plans because this 
it was just a chore to get through listening to their master plan, quote unquote. Yeah, to stop us from blowing up our own sun. How did mm-hmm. that one work? I mean, well, I'll get back to that in a second. But one thing yep. I had my jaw on the floor, solar power in 1957? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean... Was everything atomic in the 50s? Everything was all nuclear powered in the 50s? I mean... Yep, that's what we were worried about. Dear God. And the, the alien speech makes no sense. As I says, they talk about how if man blows up our sun, it would take out the entire universe. No, it wouldn't. It would take out our solar system. Maybe the first four planets. Not the entire fucking universe. I mean, mm-hmm. one sun doesn't take out the entire universe. If that's a fact, how the fuck do you explain sun's going supernova? Constantly. I mean, oh my God, this fucking yeah. movie was, oh my God. Uh, the people in the 50s, man, were a lot easier to fool than people are now. Remember, you know, Orson Welles, was it Orson Welles who read War of the yes. Worlds? Over the, yeah. Everybody was fooled. So people were a lot dumber back then. Yeah, that's a fucking joke. And <laughs> the, the whole, I love the fact how the, the, the male alien Eros was his name. Because you see your stupid mind, you cannot comprehend. We are doing this for the safety of our solar system, of our galaxy, of our entire being. Yet you're the one that's causing alien, uh, sorry, humans to become zombies. Uh, okay then. <laughs> see, see, that's what I wanted to talk about. See, I like <laughs> the beginning of his speech. I like how, at least dialogue-wise, he says, "You guys started with a firecracker, and then it went to this, and then it went to this." So it drew me in. So I'm like, okay, he's got a point behind all this. But when he, like, performance-wise, he did that 180 and he st- he did that your stupid minds line, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. You lost me, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bloody joke. Although he started out great and then he just flushed it down the toilet and I, I was just laughing at him. Mm. I love the fact that the guns, what are they called? Electro my fucking gun things are supposed to control the zombies yet they don't work <laughs> mm-hmm. yes that was the best part the part where i, I think it was tor that was strangling yeah. him and he was begging for help and she couldn't get the fucking gun to work. <laughs> it was wonderful oh my god yeah that was just ridiculous i can't get this electrical neuralizer thing to work because she throws it down it magically fires again <laughs> yeah <laughs> great technology <laughs> i loved it I also love the fact the UFO is clearly a saucer-shaped, right? Yet mm-hmm. when the pilot, the lieutenant guy, and another guy who, God knows who he is, the general guy who, yeah. God knows who he is, goes into the UFO, but it's a square UFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a saucer around. Where the hell is it square? <laughs> oh. oh, that's just terrible. I love the fact that that UFO blows up just you know, it just blows up. Yes. What the that's fuck? The, that, that's the best part of this whole movie is when shit hits the fan for the aliens, right? Okay, and all the humans have escaped, and it's just blowing up. And you have the female uh, alien. She's yelling for what's his name, Eros or whatever. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he's, he, he, yeah. He's lacked out on the ground, and you just have ex- everything exploding everywhere and smoke, and you see the 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 flying saucer. You know, with whatever they use for green screen back then, I don't know. I'm just gonna say green screen. And you see the flying saucer on fire, and it's it's a neat effect for 1959 or 56, like I said, whenever this was filmed and released. But then just out of nowhere, it just 
blows up and disappears. I'm just like, it looked cool. And then it just, you know, what are the, what do we say here in America? Like a fart in church, you know, <laughs> it goes nowhere. <laughs> and I love it explodes twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so bad. But, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, I love the fact how every time you see the colonel guy, the general guy, the hell he wants, his uh, office has a, wrinkled backdrop everything's all wrinkled looking to iron a fucking backdrop so crying out loud i never noticed that and, and i never noticed that and i'll say this i'm not gonna go revisit the movie just to check to make that make sure no because when when he sits and tells the pilot uh oh yeah this is a vision we had from because they've contacted us six years ago blah 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 whatever it was six months ago what the fuck it was and this mm-hmm. is we're playing back and the backdrop's got a big wrinkle right across the thing <laughs> what the fuck Wow. Oh, this is so bad. Anyway, that was Plan Nine, and what can oh, I say? Well, you forgot that it it's, it ends just as bad as it starts. We had to deal with Criswell again. Oh yes, I forgot. And these are the, the true events as we're bringing you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. What the fuck off, you <laughs> fucking hack? <laughs> and I love how you know I'm shitting on Criswell because rightfully so, but I love how in the credits. Um, I don't know if he's just if he's his character is credited as Criswell or whatever, but when they give his real name, you know, as Criswell, his name is the the font is bigger than everyone else's name. Oh, of course he is. Yeah, why wouldn't he be a fucking hack? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like I says, that was Plan Nine. Uh, what can I say about this? It hasn't already been said. This is a complete utter masterpiece not a masterpiece a masterpiece the writing the editing the sound the acting the direction everything is utter dog shit and nothing makes fucking sense this plot makes no fucking sense at all (laughs) this is just a waste of 78 minutes plus this fucker drags i feel like a two and a half hour fucking movie i was pulling my head out into this fucking thing oh my god those are the Johnny Rants I know and love. Oh, sweet mother of Jesus. Anyway, let me explain the rating system. Since we're both drinkers, one star mm-hmm. is one beer. Two stars is a six-pack of beer. Three stars is an 18-pack of beer. Four stars is a keg of beer. And five stars is a bottle of scotch. The higher number, the worse it is. I'm going to give this thing a fucking keg of scotch. This fucking thing is terrible. <laughs> My God. I mean, okay. I mean this, the, the scotch, I'll take the whole fucking brewery of whiskey. Other than watching this thing again, this is fucking awful. So what about you? Okay, so we got we got one beer, six pack, mm-hmm. then three stars would be... An 18 pack, yeah. An 18 pack, then we got the keg, and then we got the, the, the whiskey or the scotch. Yeah. Um. See, that's that's tough. This is known as the one of the worst movies ever made. Now, granted, when that title was given, it was probably back in the 80s or 90s. It's not for me. No, I will go with. I'm going to go with, you know, the case more than more than the six pack, less than a keg. So I'm going to go with the case of beer because as shitty as this fucking movie is, there's some parts I did enjoy. I love the grave robbers. I can laugh at some of the dialogue. I can laugh at the master plan. 
it's got some charm in it. You know, bless his heart. Edward made a movie. That's more than I've ever fucking done. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give it three. I'll, I'll, I'll do the. I'll do the case of beer. Not, okay, not worst thing I've ever fucking seen, but this was a rough hour and eighteen minutes. So. Mm. Like I said, it took me three days to get through this fucking thing. So mm. I'm giving us a whole fucking Scotch brewery of scotch. <laughs> now, see, now, see, here's the thing. You know, my my review could be a little tainted because I'm actually having fun discussing the film. Sitting yes. And watching it by myself, yes. Yes. it would have been a little different. Like, say, if I if I watched this and I went and reviewed it on my channel, it might have been totally different. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay then. Okay then. Fair enough. Fair enough. But like I say, this is actually voted the 12th worst movie ever made. Bullshit. I'm sorry. There's far more worse movies than that. You've got fucking Troll, Two Strings to Mind, uh, Manos, The Hands of Fear, or Hands of Fate, what the fuck that one's called. Strings to Mind. The fucking Sharknado movie, Strings to Mind. I one mean, of the, the worst film I've ever had to sit down and watch was Dune, the David Lynch movie. I would rather watch plan nine from outer space because all a it's you know half the length of dune and mm-hmm. i can at least laugh and have a little bit you know keyword little bit of fun with plan nine so it is definitely not the worst film ever made in my opinion no no i mean i'll tell you an interesting little story about dune i watched it one night um years ago and it was on tv and this was a TV edit, so they had commercials and such. And t- so mm-hmm. this thing dragged it to, like, I don't know, three, four, four hours. I actually yep. fell asleep and woke up and it was still on. That's how yep. bad that fucking movie is. It's like, and you didn't miss a single thing? Nope, not a thing. I have no idea what that movie's about. It's just, was it, Spice and Worms? Spice and, and Sandworms and Kyle MacLachlan and that's it. And I believe Sting's in it for ten seconds. You know, some homoerotic... Uh, soldier or something and that's about it mm. Mm. oh dear god i mean the other stuff that really annoys me was some of the common stuff is just terrible and some of the uh, trauma stuff is terrible but they're fun mm-hmm. terrible that's mm-hmm. supposed to be terrible but some of them are absolutely atrocious like um what is it the killer chicken ones uh, was it oh uh, poultry geist Poltergeist, yeah. That thing is fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, See, I've never seen Poltergeist, but I think the worst oh, trauma film I've ever seen, and it's just offensive for being offensive. I don't think it's really that great at all. Like, I can have fun with Toxic Avenger. I can have fun mm-hmm. with Sergeant Kabuki Man. Terror awesome. Firmer is one of the worst films I've ever seen from trauma, and that's saying a lot. That, and I hated Tromeo and Juliet. Mm. Uh, which that was their take of Romeo and Juliet. And it's just the man with the big dick monster and she turns into a goat or a sheep or something. It's just, Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Sweet mother. Anyway, right. So that wraps up this little thing. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at schlocky horror and Instagram on at schlocky underscore pod. You can follow me on Twitter at here's Johnny's pod. And you can follow Eric at, I am at uh, movies underscore beer 365. Okay, then. So next week, we're going to do one of Eric's picks. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Yes, I am so excited. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first uh, Friday the 13th movie I actually saw as a kid. So, yay. Um, now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Uh, 
and I am off to get blind stinking drunk to fucking forget about this turkey of a movie. Bye. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.